Welcome to episode 330 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here. And this is the officially the first episode where it's just me. In case you missed it, Jason has decided to step away from the podcast. And last episode 329 was his final episode. We had a good lengthy talk about the past six plus years on this podcast together. His reasonings for stepping away and all that great stuff. So check that out if you missed it. But in the meantime, the subject at hand is Doug Burgess. He has been on this podcast a couple times before, and he's back once again. He's going to be talking about the Roadhouse stage at Rocklahoma, some other stuff at Rocklahoma, everything he's got going on at DEB concerts, and some other stuff as well. But first, I got to let you know who we're sponsored by, and that would be DEB Concerts, who I just mentioned. I'm going to skip that now for now, though, because I'm going to be talking about him here in a minute. So that'll suffice, I believe, for the sponsorship part of this. We've also got Med Farm, their dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, at 24683 East Highway 51. They're right off the highway. They've got a drive through So if you call, text, or email ahead, place your order, you can whip right through that drive through and pick it up and be on your way. Really convenient for a dispensary. Their entire selection is at leafly.com. They've got a big selection. You can also go inside and check it out. Browse, peruse, whatever you want to call it. If you let them know that you heard about them here on Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order, which is very cool. They're always running specials. So if you get on Facebook or Instagram and give them a follow, you won't miss any of that. Facebook is MedFarm. That's P-H-A-R-M. And Instagram is MedFarmOK. Their website is also medfarmok.com. The most important thing, though, is 30% of their profits go to build no-kill animal shelters. That is an all-the-time thing. That's not a promotion. This is from the day they open for the rest of time. 30% of their proceeds are going to build no-kill animal shelters, which is a great thing. So that's a great reason to get over there. I know you've got millions of choices now with dispensaries every 20 feet around here. But that's your reasoning for driving over to Med Farm because the money's going to a good cause as well. So hit them up and tell them you heard about them here. We've also got Sunset Tattoo, a tattoo shop in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They're located in the Midtown area. Jake Thompson has been doing tattoos for over 25 years. His tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed and they are, most importantly, mother approved. You can see the tons of pictures of their work at Sunset Tattoo Tulsa on Facebook, and also Sunset Tattoo Tulsa on Instagram. Give them a follow, and then shoot them a message so you can set up a time to talk to Jake about what work you want to have done. I've had tattoo work done by Jake, and I'm extremely happy with it. I know a lot of people that have as well. So hit him up and get a great tattoo done, and tell him you heard about him right here on Thunder Underground. Finally, we've got Hell Hot Hot Sauce, a hot sauce company based out of the San Francisco Bay Area in California. They make small batch artisan hot sauces. They've got a great selection of different flavors that you can see at hellhothotsauce.com. They do collaborations with many metal artists. Florida Frank from Hate Breed has a sauce. Techno Destructo, formerly of Gore, has a great sauce called Garlic Death Grip. Ghoul has a sauce called Brain Jerk. There's a sauce forthcoming from Zetro of Exodus, also one from Death Angel. Once those are announced, we'll be talking about those as well. They've got several other different flavors. You can order them directly from the website at hellhothotsauce.com, or if you're on the West Coast, there are a lot of stores out there. So grab some of this, hit us up or hit them up, let them know what you think. It's extremely hot, but it's extremely flavorful. So hit up Hell Hot Hot Sauce and tell them you heard about them here. Jumping right into this, it's Rocklahoma week, here, the beginning of September. I'm dropping this on Tuesday, which is the final day of August, but this weekend, Rocklahoma officially kicks off on Thursday, September 2nd, which is the pre-party day. You can only, I believe you can only go to that day if you have a full weekend pass, whether it be VIP or GA, as long as you don't have a single day band. You can also go to Thursday, and Thursday will feature Stephen Piercy of Rat, newly announced the Iron Maidens have filled the spot vacated by the Bullet Boys, and then we've also got a couple other acts that day, 
Lil- Liliac was originally that day. They are now on Friday headlining. When I, I'm, everything I'm talking about here, excuse me, is on the Roadhouse stage that Doug Burgess of DEB Concerts is the promoter for and books. But the Roadhouse stage has a full tent, has a full area with, you know, food options. I remember last year there was a, a whiskey brand set up over there giving samples, all kinds of stuff going on over there. Liliac is headlining Friday night. Saturday night will be headlined by John Five. And Sunday night would be headlined by Puddle of Mud. That stage will also feature sets by Travis Bond and the Rebel, Rebel Souls, Fist of Rage, Severmind, Butterside, 90 Pound Wrench, Chaotic Resemblance, several other acts that are going to be over there. It's going to be even bigger and better this year. You're going to hear about that shortly from Doug. It's always a fun time. But in the meantime, I want to talk about the rest of Rocklahoma. This will be the 14th Rocklahoma since they started out there in prior in 2007. I'm sure if you're doing math, you're like, well, that should be 15. But as we all know, 2020 festivals did not happen. So this is the 14th version. Personally, I've been fortunate enough to be at all 13 previous ones, and I'll be there again this year. So this will be my 14th Rocklahoma. We've got headliners Rob Zombie and Slipknot. Limp Biscuit was also a headliner, but they recently backed out of all their festivals and their headline dates, and an, a replacement has not been announced yet. Personally, I just want to say Friday, Aaron Jones is playing. If you're not familiar with him, look him up before you get out there. This dude's extremely good. I believe that a couple of years from now, he might be a household name in the rock world. I had the chance to see him at the Canes Barroom in Tulsa a couple of years ago. Great stuff, so that's someone you really want to check out. Candlebox is always great. Kevin Martin's voice is still as great as it was 28 years ago when their first album came out. Seven Dust is one of the best live bands you can see. Grandson is a band that I had heard one song a while back and I didn't really care much for it, but I watched their performance at Lollapalooza last month and was really surprised by how much I liked their performance, so... They've got a lot of different styles going on, but that might be something interesting to check out. Also, Tremonti is playing that on Friday, and I'm a huge fan of Mark Tremonti and everything he's done. Really love his solo work with his band Tremonti. Person, from a personal standpoint, if I could only see one band on this entire bill, that would probably be the one that I would make sure I saw. So I'm hoping that I get the chance to see Tremonti. We've also got the Outlaw Devils are playing on Friday. I believe they will be on the Roadhouse stage. They've been on this podcast before. Great band. And then we've got going into... I'm just mentioning stuff I care about, so sorry if you're a big Chevelle fan. I'm not mentioning because I just don't care. Sorry. Slipknot is Saturday night. Phenomenal show if you've never seen Slipknot. Even if you're not a fan of their music and you've never seen him, just go over there and check him out for a bit. You know, it's worth seeing. Anthrax is one of my all-time favorite bands. They're also going to be on Saturday. We've also got Bad Flower on Saturday, and I had the chance to see them in 2019, and I'm, I really love what I've heard from them. So get over there and check him out if you never have. We've also got Pop Evil that day, 0936, Falling in Reverse, Butcher Babies, And my pick, besides Anthrax, for the number one band that I would love to see on Saturday is Crobot. This band is fucking phenomenal. So check out Crobot if you're not familiar. Sunday will feature Hellstorm, who's a great live band. We've also got Philip H. Insomo and the Illegals performing a vulgar display of Pantera. I have actually seen that before a couple years ago in Oklahoma City. I was lucky enough to see Pantera seven times. One of my all-time favorite bands. Phil still got it. Sure, his backing band, The Illegals, it's not Dimebag and Vinny and Rex, but they're still serviceable and they still sound good. So you can get over there and check out some Pantera music from the voice of Pantera and just have a good time. Don't be one of those people that are bitching and crying that he shouldn't be doing this. He was the voice of Pantera. 
he has every right to be doing this. That's my, that's my opinion on the matter. We've also got Andrew WK. This guy is the feel good guy of this festival. If you're not familiar with his philosophy and his outlook, his whole party hard thing, he's been doing for 20 years now. He's a motivational speaker. He does all kinds of stuff and he's excellent live. I've seen him several times. Love the guy to death. The huh, or have you pronounce it? I think it's the huh, you know, I always want to say the who, you know, but that's way too close to the who. So forgive me. I've heard people say it tons of different ways, but the Hugh, H-U, very cool band. Great stuff. If you're not familiar with them, look them up before you get out there. And I think you'll really dig seeing these guys live. Knocked Loose. If you like your stuff heavy and in your face, check out Knocked Loose. And then all kinds of other stuff. Paralandria's Severminder also going to be on, like I mentioned, the Roadhouse stage. Stellar Ascent has another band out of Tulsa that's going to be on the Roadhouse stage. Really good band. Chaotic Resemblance out of Oklahoma City. Really good band as well. And Dead Metal Society will also be on the pre-party on, th- on Thursday. So here we are, Rocklahoma. Thunder Underground, Jason and I were at all, like I said, all 13 previous Rocklahomas. Jason won't be there this year, but I will be there representing Thunder Underground. I've been in the same campsite for many, many years. For actually the first two years, I was in a different spot, but the last, I guess, 11, I've been in the same exact spot on row A towards the front of the VIP section there. I'll have a big banner that says Thunder Underground, and right next to that banner, I'm going to have a banner for Kevin Graham. You can't miss it. It's got a big picture of Kevin Graham rocking out to Slayer at a Slayer concert, along with his wife, Rachel. And then I've got part of the banner that is going to have room for you to sign your name, sign a little message, whatever you want, to Kevin. If you're someone that's been to Rocklahoma more than once, you've probably heard his name or seen him, even if you don't know him personally or know who he is. He's kind of one of those guys that is the celebrity of the Rocklahoma campgrounds. You could say he's the mayor of the Rocklahoma campgrounds. I met him at Rocklahoma, and now he's one of our really good friends. And he's going through a really tough time. He contracted COVID probably about, well, it's been over a month ago now. And he's now been in a hospital for two to three weeks. And it was a really bad situation for a bit. He's still not in the clear, but he is very much heading in the right direction and doing better. And we hope that continues. So swing by my campsite. It's A11 and 13. You'll see that banner. Sign it. And I'm going to give it to Kevin after the fact. If you see me anywhere, I'm going to have stickers that I also made for Kevin Graham. So hit me up and I'll get you one of those decals as well. And on top of all that, I've also got Thunder Underground hand sanitizer that has a clip on it so it's easy to carry around. Have that hand sanitizer throughout the whole festival. Keep your hands clean. I mentioned that because... I'm just asking people, give me a couple bucks, a donation. I'm not selling these things, Rocklahoma. I'm just asking for a donation, and I'm going to give that money to my buddy Kevin Graham as well. And also, as always, I'll have all the Thunder Underground merch. We've got t-shirts, shot glasses, koozies, stickers, magnets, all that stuff. If you want to donate a little money to the podcast, I'll give you that stuff. It's that simple. I've also got Thunder Underground bracelets. And I know at Rocklahoma and a few other festivals, it's kind of a big thing for people in the campground to make bracelets for their camps. So I know everybody will be out there with their bracelets. So if you see me, hit me up and I'll give you a Thunder Underground bracelet to go with all the other camp bracelets. And if you've got a camp bracelet, bring me one as well. I'd love to have it. And hit up Camp Rockavet. Get one of their bracelets. I mention that because I know Jason is doing some cool stuff behind the scenes that I'm not going to talk about right now. We can talk about it next time. But I just wanted to give him a shout out for what he's doing, which I'm being very vague about it because it's not announced. It's that simple. Also, Surviving Rocklahoma is out there, of course, because this is their 
This is their bread and butter, Rocklahoma. I know that Adam is already out there. He got out there Sunday, the day the gates open. Camp Mardi Gras is already out there. Camp Corruption, I believe. Several other people. So if you're already out there partying, I will be out there shortly. I'm dropping this episode Tuesday morning, and I will be at Rocklahoma Tuesday evening. Setting my stuff up. DB Concerts. This talk that I did with Doug, we recorded last week. We talked about everything that's going on with the Roadhouse stage. We talk about everything that's going on with DB Concerts. And then we swing back around to Rocklahoma for a bit, and we talk about Eddie Van Halen. And then we wrap this thing up. DEB Concerts has been doing shows in the Tulsa area now for almost five years. And Doug's brought in a bunch of great acts that I'm extremely happy that he brought in. To be able to see Last in Line and Saxon, Junkyard, Winger, bands that I absolutely love in a venue like Ideal Barm that was a world-class venue. Extremely sad to see that go, but I'm really looking forward to what DB Concerts has coming in the coming year, now that they've got this stage, and Doug's going to talk about some arena shows that he's looking to, to make happen as well with Tom Green. I'm going to quit rambling, and let's jump into this. Here is Doug Burgess of DEB Concerts. First thing is you've got a new stage that you posted pictures of. Mm-hmm. Is yep. that I don't know compared to the stage you have that you've had before out there the last couple of years. Is this like a bigger stage, or did you just get it because it's mobile? Or yeah, um, yeah, I, I bought it last November. You know when COVID was was rampant, and uh, you know a lot of people were selling their stuff. You know um, oh, yeah. because they were hurting, and uh, I figured that. Uh, that most of the uh, show bookings would would be outdoors because of COVID, um, and I, I envisioned us doing you know uh, a few shows this summer uh, with that stage. You know, I had one booked, um, it didn't work out. You know, we canceled that show um, due to uh, lack of ticket sales. Um, uh, so that's that was the mindset. I just thought, you know, I would be doing. You know, IDL, it's only a 500-cap room. And uh, the only other options in town, you know, the Tulsa Theater, you know, it used to be the Brady and Canes. And uh, didn't really, I didn't really have an in with them. Um, I do now, you know, with the Tulsa Theater, you know, with David Fitzgerald. Um, you know, we've been talking. But that was, yeah, I just bought it just to do outdoor shows, just to do larger shows. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it is bigger than the stage. Um at the Roadhouse, you know, two years ago. Are there any other changes, like, besides just a bigger stage that's going to be at the Roadhouse this year? It's a bigger st- it's a bigger tent also. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, about 20% larger than it was two years ago um, to accommodate more people because, you know, they started with a small tent because they didn't know what kind of draw that there would be, what, what kind of interest. Yeah, they found out Thursday night two years ago <laughs> what kind of interest. You know, there, it was just too small. There were too many people. You know, couldn't get in. Couldn't get in uh, out of the sun. You know, right? <clears throat> get out. You know, to get in the shade. Uh, so they went with a larger tent and we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be. I still think it's going to be packed. You know, yeah, this year. Yeah, I remember getting over there, kind of halfway through race for release set, and I mean, I heard him fine. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't get anywhere to where you wanted to see it, you know, if you weren't right. there in time. But Right. So is that like the, the only major changes to your, because I know there's a lot of changes going on with just like different options for tickets and that kind of thing, <clears throat> like new glamping options and stuff. But as far as like what you do at the roadhouse, is that the major change, just a bigger tent? Or? Yeah. And they, they redone the grounds. They, they, okay. they put in a lot of French strains, a lot more French strains. Um, They've re- they've redone the grounds right, right there around that tent. You know, inside the tent, 
and around the tent they have sand. You know, they they, they brought in sand to help with the with the moisture and you know okay. the drainage and stuff. They they've really <clears throat> well they've had two years to work on it. Yeah, you know they they have really improved uh, the overall grounds trifold. I mean, you, everyone's going to see a big difference in, in in how the grounds look. Okay. I don't know if you, I don't think you've announced, but are you replacing George Lynch and the Bullet Boys? I mean, this isn't going to air until Tuesday, so if you want to. <laughs> this is Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday. Um, we did not replace uh, George Lynch um, because originally we had Liliac on a, fr- a headlining on, on a Friday night. And then um, we had to switch John Five around, you know, from, I see, I think George Lynch was originally on Saturday. John Five was on Friday. He couldn't play Friday, so so we switched those two. So now John Five on Saturday, George Lynch on Friday. So we bumped Liliac onto Thursday night. Oh, okay. and, and they weren't going to headline. You know, they got upset about that, but they agreed to it. Um, so now we're just um, putting Liliac back as a headliner on Friday night, and uh, we're replacing. Uh, we put, replaced Bullet Boys. Thought I was going to get Faster Pussycat. They wanted to do it, wanted to do it, wanted to do it. Then came time to sign the contract. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> so now we just got the Iron Maidens um, oh, wow. um, replaced. Uh, let's, let's, uh, Bullet Boys. Let's see. The, the Maidens replaced Faster Pussycat, replaced the Bullet Boys. So, yeah, <laughs> now on Thursday it's... Uh, uh, Stephen Piercy, Iron Maidens, uh, DMS, and uh, DVM4. You know, uh, we brought them on uh, to open up the show on on Thursday. Okay. And what time does that kick off? Like six? seven o'clock. Seven. Yeah. Okay. It's probably a dumb question, but how much of a headache is, is this kind of thing with COVID going on? Because it's like there's like all these moving parts, and then. Like you're dealing with this two weeks before the festival, it seems like, unless you probably had a little bit of advance notice, but trying to get those spots covered on that short of a notice, is that like a nightmare for a promoter? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, it really is because, um, because you know, last minute everyone's playing. Everybody's already playing. We've already got gigs, you know, and and so your your choices are, are, are very limited, you know. Yeah. Um, I wanted to keep it, you know, somewhere around the, the 80s um, uh, genre and and it was really tough you know yeah I could have I could have gotten some 90s bands but I've already got a 90s band I've already got Puddle of Mud on Sunday that's as 90s as I want to get you know for that you know for my stage because you know the, you know and, and behind the scenes the, the, we all call this stage the heritage stage yeah, this is a stage where everybody comes to if you if they want to go back to 07 and 08 Rockahoma, you know, well, like, you know, can't really do that anymore because you know it just doesn't make enough money, right? Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, it's been a big pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a hassle when somebody cancels at the last minute. Yeah, kind of based going off that when you look into. Next year or the year after, are you going to try to expand a little more like in the 90s or like you did with Puddle and Mud and John 5, branch out of that a little bit? Or are you still going to try to keep it, like you said, the 80s, the Heritage Acts, that kind of thing? I think I'm going to try to try to stay with the 80s. You know, John 5 is an 80s, you know. Right. He's, he is, I think he's the, mo- the most underrated guitar player in the world. Yeah. I think he is, he is the best guitar player in the world now. That you know, since Eddie Van Halen's gone, he's got to be it. You know, um, he's just amazing. I mean, I've, I've never seen seen playing like that. You know? Yeah, he that dude. Is, like I said, it's just amazing. But but I kind of, I since he's with Rob Zombie, you know, and, and Zombie's from the '80s. A lot of people don't know that he started in the '80s. Yeah, you know, early '80s. Um, I yeah, kinda, like five I kinda, albums before. Yeah, album everybody thinks is his first album. Right. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of look at John Five as as a heritage act, even though he's not. You know, he's he's modern. He's a modern uh, uh, artist. But yeah, I want to stay. I want to kind of stay with with that with that theme um, and that genre 
for my stage in the future. You may know, you may not, but do you think Rocklahoma is going to move back to Memorial Day? No. Next year or the year after? Absolutely not. You think it's where it's at now for going yeah. forward? Yeah, especially with the uh, with the forecast that we're seeing now. I mean, it, it's, it, it's supposed to be, by this time next week, it's supposed to be 86 degrees and dry. Yeah. You know, oh my God, you know, thank God for that. You know, you know, I, I know, I know they didn't move the festival from Memorial Day to Labor Day because of me, but boy, I, I was sure pounding, pounding the table. Yeah. I was, I, I was really, you know, tugging on their earlobes for about the last three years. I'm like, guys. Oh, even before COVID? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get us, get us out of the mud, the tornadoes. You yeah. Know, it's, it's miserable. You know, <clears throat> and COVID helped with that. You know, yeah, the original idea was, yeah, COVID. They just wanted to, to distance themselves away from the, the pandemic as much as possible. Um, uh, even though it didn't happen last year. I mean, they tried, you know, they tried to go from May to, to September last year. Sure. Just didn't work out. And it's, it's really <clears throat> helped this year, too. But yeah, I don't see them going back. And I've heard some rumblings behind the behind the scenes. Nothing official, right? But from some people, you know, kind of high up, that it's going to be hard for them to, to go back to Memorial Day after after this because it, it's the weather is just so much better. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That was my first thought: is you're not going to do what the crap you do with in May. But I know they've always kind of built it around the Memorial Day mm-hmm. aspect of it. And I noticed, I think it was one of the DWP festivals or something announced like today or yesterday that they're going back to May next year. So that's just kind of why I thought of that. I didn't know if everybody was going to go back to their normal schedules or, but obviously it's up to each individual yeah, and company. I, but. And I'm not saying that they, that they won't. Yeah. Um, I'll be bitching about it if they do. <laughs> right. You know, um, I think a lot of people would be. Yeah. Cause I like, I love hot weather. You know, especially, you know, in my camp, uh, you know, you've seen it. I've got a pool. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have a pool and we, you know, we don't, we don't, we stay, you know, during the day we stay, you know, around our motor home and the pool all day until, until the evening time, and then go over to the festival grounds and, you know, and we go back and forth all night, you know, to the, to the motor home for, you know, to have a break, you know, to have a, uh, a drink, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm tired of the rain, the mud, and the tornadoes. You know. Yeah, I, it's going to be hard for them to do it, but they could. I mean, they might, they might, but I just don't see them doing it. Looking at it from a fan standpoint, outside of your stage, is there anyone you're particularly looking forward to checking out this year? Hailstorm, you know, but I've seen them several times. I'm, I'm right. in love with Lizzie Hale. She knows it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, I'd like to see Bad Flower. Yeah. Uh, uh, body count. Never seen them. I'd like to, like to see them. Are they in the lineup? I think so. Because I know they were on it last year, but I didn't think they were on it. No. I, I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they were. Um, I could be wrong, too. Um, well, um, uh, Lent Biscuit canceled today. Right. Um, that's going to be interesting who they find for that because they, they may not be able to find anybody. Everyone's playing. Yeah. And, and also, you know, when you have these last minute <clears throat> cancellations like this, whoever is available, well, their price just went up. Right. You know, they, they play those games. So, um, I hope they find somebody else, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Yeah. So, yeah, really, um, Zombie always puts on a good show. You know, I'd like to see him again, but yeah, probably. Zombie hailstorm and bad flower is about it. You know, maybe butcher babies. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think's uh, this is a random question? What do you think's the best? Can you name the best show you've ever seen at Rockland? Man, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I mean, it gets harder every year. Yeah. <laughs> the more you go, at least. I mean, I don't know. I thought Guns N' Roses did a good job. I thought they were they were pretty good. Zombie always does a good job. Yeah. Um, I thought um, Scorpions. Oh yeah. 
did an excellent job too. Though those those come to mind. Uh, Kid Rock always does a good show. He's really kick ass. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Well, I guess kind of moving into DV concerts a little bit. I mean, you mentioned it a bit ago with the stage, but now that Ideal Barm's gone, you've already mentioned you're going to keep doing shows, but do you have specific venues in mind? Are you going to, like right now, you're just looking for, for to do outdoor shows with that stage? Or? Right now, I'm just looking to do nothing. Okay. You know, um, just kind of let the dust settle on, on that chapter, you know, um, it's been four and a half years. It's been a it's been a good run. I'm just not in a big hurry to, to run out and do a show, especially with Rocklahoma. I mean, it engulfs my life. Yeah. Especially with with them using my stage as my stage now. Now that just you know I've been working on that stage. I bought it used, so I've been working on it. Um, um, you know, painting it and and just you know I did the wrap on it. You know, the big wrap. Uh, just, just improving the looks of it, the aesthetics. Um, I'm not in, a, in any hurry right now. I don't, you know, we're working with the BOK Center. You know, working on a few shows um, with them. Um, the Poison Show is coming back next summer. Okay. Uh, uh, working on Machine Gun Kelly, working on uh, Megadeth. You know, I would like to get, I'd like to do a show, you know, at the BOK Center again. Before, uh, you know, we're getting to the end of summer, so I don't see any outdoor shows happening this year. It, they were, they would have already been in the works, you know, if uh, if they were. You know, Tom and Angie, they're they're in no hurry to do anything, um, and and I'm really not either. You know, if something comes along, you know, with DCF, you know, and maybe you know the Tulsa Theater. Um, I'll look at that, but but right now, with everything that's going on right now, I just I just I don't see anything happening happening the rest of the year with me. Well, you just mentioned Tom and Angie, and that's a I forgot to even I didn't even think about this, but I thought about it before because I know you know DB concerts and Ideal Barn are two separate entities. Mm-hmm. But is Tom involved in DB concerts? Because he is. It's a. It's a handshake. Okay. It, it's a it's a uh, it's a bromance. <laughs> That's what everybody calls it. Right. Um, um, he's not an op- he's not an official business officer or, or anything. He's just it's just a just a partnership. You know, just a like I said, just a, a handshake. Um, but I won't do anything without him because I told him four and a half years ago that if he got me into this and taught me how to do it, you know, how to book these bands, that I wouldn't go anywhere else. Okay. And, and with that said, I will not be booking any shows um, with his competition, you know, or his former competition. I won't be booking any shows anywhere else, uh, not without his approval, not without his uh, his stamp of approval on it. Um, even though, yeah, IDL is out of the picture, <clears throat> to me, I still have a commitment to him because my word's golden. You know, I don't, I don't ever, I don't, I don't go back on my on my word. And I told him I'd never go anywhere else, and I'm not. <clears throat> so if we do something at the at the uh, Tulsa Theater, he'll be involved. Okay. Do something at the BOK Center, he'll be involved. Uh, any, anything, anywhere, you know, he's he's still going to be there. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> so are you looking on that Poison show? Is are you looking to book it the same way you did before with Sebastian Bach and Tom Kiefer, or is that just kind of a moving? part type thing it'll happen when it I've, happens I've changed the lineup a little bit but I can't talk about it okay <laughs> fair enough <laughs> we had a problem with, uh, with a with a booking agent and uh, didn't do very good business so that that particular artist is going to miss out okay <laughs> you know kind of on that note I mean you said you're not looking to book your own shows the rest of the year but even just Rocklahoma do you have any trepidation on your involvement with it, with everything going on with the pandemic wise and people still getting sick and bands dropping out. I mean, does that worry you at all as far as any liability might be concerned on Rocklahoma's behalf? No, I'm not worried about the liability yeah. at all because there's not a judge in the country that, that is taking um, a case right. from from an individual saying, I'm, I'm going to sue, say, uh, AEG. I'm going to sue them because I contracted 
COVID at Rock Almas. There's no proof where you where where they got it. Right. They may have had it and come to Rock and spread it. Yeah. You know. Um, or got it at the gas yeah. station on the way to Rock. Exactly yeah. right. You you know um, you know it's really easy to point point a finger at a at a show. Say like one of our IDL shows. Well, say two people contracted COVID. Well, after the show, say two people got COVID. Like you said, they may have gotten it at the gas station on the way there. They may have done it, got it at the restaurant where they had dinner before that, and then they came in and they infected people. Right. You see what I'm saying? There's just and you know Tommy is, is my music. Uh, Tommy McDonald is my music uh, attorney. Right. You know, I'm not going to quote anything that he said, but but you know I have I have a few attorneys and and they have all said there's not a judge in the country that taking a case you know for somebody suing suing an establishment um, saying that they contracted uh, the virus. Am I concerned? Yeah, I'm a little concerned, but I've got three vaccines in me. I've already got my booster. You know. Um, Anybody listening to this, uh, I'd, you know, get get your vaccine. I'm not going to harp on it too much, but I think it's just absolutely stupid, absolutely stupid, not to get get vaccinated, especially now that the Pfizer is approved. Here in a couple of weeks, Moderna is going to be approved. After that, J and J is going to be approved, and then you don't really have an excuse except you're on some conspiracy theory website horseshit. You know, you know. I, the people that I care about, you know, I, I try to drill it in their head to get vaccinated. And if you don't, well, you're going to be in the hospital. If, if I, you know, I'm already, my wife and I both have our third booster shot. We already prepared for it. You know, I, I'm already prepared to come back from Oklahoma with the virus. All right. Yeah. But with three vaccines in me, three shots in me, I'm not worried about it. I'm just, I'm going to have some cold symptoms for about a week and I'll be fine. Um, other people will, they won't fare that well because they've made the choice. Uh, sorry to get on this thing, no, that's but, fine. They, but they've made the choice not to get vaccinated. That's your choice. Every, everybody 16 years old and, and older, they had a choice. You can spend 20 minutes and go to, you can go down and get a vaccine right now in 20 minutes. You had a choice. Sorry. Sorry you're in the hospital. Sorry you're you know you're sick. But so I'm no, I'm not that concerned with it. You know, it's it's going to be lingering. You know, yeah. you know, Rock Rock Home is going to be different this year because you have that little black cloud hanging around. You know, and people may not say anything about it, but they're thinking it. You know, and, uh, you know when the, when the alcohol starts flowing, you know, it gets to be about eleven p.m. You know, everyone's guard is going to be down, and, and uh, it's just you know everyone's thinking about it. You know, um, but I'm not that concerned with it because I'm protected. Me, and my, me and my family are are protected. You know. Yeah, I mean, I've been to a few festivals, you know, this summer working, and I mean, I've seen as it gets, like you said, later in the day, and these kids get more alcohol in them. Mm-hmm. Everybody's slammed together at a rave just right. like they used to be. And right. it's not, I mean, at least you don't hear about mm-hmm. it being a super spreader event. So I think, to me at least, that makes me feel like it's trending in the right direction, even though. Yeah. Well, Garth Brooks just just had a show, 70,000 people. And now there's been enough time um, for infections and stuff. And it wasn't a super spreader event. Right. You know. Um, like Lollapalooza. Right. Same thing. Yeah. Um, I think we've peaked. I think this this round of COVID has peaked because of what they were gauging it by is, is how far behind Europe that we are. But they're you know we're a little bit about a month behind them, and they've already peaked. I mean their peak has already come and gone, and and the experts are saying now that they think that we have peaked also. So the the, the infection rate should start going down, and more people are getting vaccinated too because you know the approval, you know Pfizer getting the approvals. So, you know, it's, it's going to be hanging around the air, you know, people are, people are thinking about it in the back of their mind, right. uh, I think, but, uh, ticket sales are great. Ticket sales are just like any other year. They, 
has it in fact they, they ticket sales have picked up the last couple of weeks really yeah I wondered about that because I mean I know VIP sold out fairly quickly mm-hmm. so I just wondered if the GA section was it's going strong strong as well yeah it's going it's going just fine yeah do you think it's a I mean speaking on all that do you think it's a bad idea that Rocklahoma is not requiring you know proof of a negative test at least no uh, no I you know, I again, I'm pro-vaccine, and I'm pro, you know, everybody, come on, get your vaccine so we get this thing over with. But I'm also pro, you know, pro, you got to live your life. You know, right. you got you to live your life at the same time. And it, it doesn't matter if I'm vaccinated or not. I've got three vaccines in me. I can infect you. Yeah. So what's that help? Oh, come on in. You're vaccinated? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's great. I'm privileged. But, but I can spread it. I can still spread it. So how's that helping? Yeah. Okay, only vaccinated people can get in, say, a restaurant. Because they're doing this in, in New York. Only vaccinated people can come into this restaurant. Well, three of them maybe may have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even though they're not sick, they can still spread it. So I don't, I don't, there's a, there's a catch-22 there, you know. Yeah. So, like a lot so, of them, so no, are, I, don't, I, don't, I think Rockahome is doing it right. They're 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 very highly encouraging people to uh, to wear masks, and you know as well as I, there there'll be some people there with masks on, and everybody should leave them alone, leave them the hell alone. You know? Yeah, you know they're they're worried. They're doing it because they're worried, and uh, and there's going to be a lot of people out there without a mask who's worried also, but they don't want to be seen with a mask. You know, um, no, I think Rockahome is doing it doing it. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, when when these uh, shows or festivals are saying you need proof of negative test within 72 hours, what mm-hmm. does that really mean? Because you could have got it within 48 hours or 24 hours. An or hour. An hour. An yeah. hour. But right. Yeah. Right. So, really, to me, that's all just for them to cover their ass, it's, you know. Yeah, it's a liability thing. Yeah. You know, and, and when you're a, a very, very large corporation, I'd be thinking the same way. But, but also, you know, like I said earlier, they're not prosecuting. They're not taking these cases. You know, um, you know, I've had legal counsel tell me, yeah, no, nobody's, you know, judges are throwing them out. So that's, that, that's a good thing. I think it's going to be a good festival. I think it's going to be, you know, again, the, I know I'm repeating myself, but you know, that little black cloud and it's, it's in the back of your mind. You right. Know? You know, I've, I've set up some new, rules you know in my camp this year somebody if guests come over to our camp they're not they're not coming to my motorhome hey i'm gonna go in there and make me a drink no you're not i'll (laughs) I'll make you a drink what do you want i'll go in i'll make the drink for you you stay out here yeah go hang out by the pool i'll bring you a drink you know i've taken a a few precautions but not because i'm scared to death but i'm just being smart yeah yeah, i'm being smart and and i'm looking out for other people's safety also not mine i have guests you know i have a group that we go out there every year and and so it's just not a good idea to be indoors i think so i'm I'm not going to have a (laughs) 20 people in my motorhome (laughs) hey partying because that's not smart let's go outside it's going to be great weather there's a pool out there let's go out there and and i think as much as you're outside i think it's you're going to be safer out outdoors right it's been proven you know yeah you can have that golf cart. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's waxed up, yeah. ready to go. Anybody I, listening that doesn't know about Doug's golf cart, you gotta check it out. Kind of on a totally completely different subject. Since it's been a while since you've been on here. Mm-hmm. I think it was before yeah, it was before Rockaloma last year. Yeah. The one that eventually got yeah, canceled. Got, yeah. Or we yeah, we got in trouble for releasing that too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> But since then, Eddie Van Halen passed away, as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And I know that that, I don't know if that's your favorite band, but it's one of them. Yeah, Van Halen is my okay. all-time favorite band, yeah. So, like, you know, even though it's a dumb question, because we know we all love Van Halen, but, like, what did that mean to you with him passing, and how much of an impact do you think the guy made? Which is <sighs> immense, but... Well, he, uh... Just your thoughts on the situation, basically. Well, I got emotional, you know, I got emotional when I, when I, when I heard it and, 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 you know, I've got, I have 
friends in, in the industry behind the scenes. So I knew he was sick, and I knew he was um, before before he died. I'm not going to say I, I I knew he was about to die. I didn't know when or anything, but I knew he was sick. I, I knew he was in bad shape because um, um, I know a lot of people, a lot of musicians in L.A. and and they said, nah, it's not a rumor. Yeah, he's really sick. He's trying. Eddie tried to keep it on the down low. He didn't want to, he didn't want sympathy, you know. Uh, but yeah, it affected me pretty harshly. You know, I was just hanging on the on the, on the sofa. I was listening to Eddie. I was listening to Eddie's um, Eddie Trunk's uh, broadcast, and he broke the news on the air. And I raised up and I was like, "What?" You know, almost like you know when Elvis died. You know, you know that's. I'll, I'll never forget that day. You know, forget what you were doing. It was like nine eleven. You know, never forget yeah. what you were doing when it when it went down. It's, it hit me hard, but I was I was a little like I said I was a little prepared for it because I already I already found out that him and Sammy made amends. You know, uh, Sammy reached out to him. You know, through you know, George Lopez, the comedian, told Sammy. Hey man, Eddie's sick. You need to you need to contact him. And he said, "Give me his number." And Sammy contacted me right away. And it, I know I'm going off, you know, a little off subject, but it affected me a lot, you know, because you know that was my all time favorite favorite band. You know, um, tough deal. None of us get out of this alive. Right. <laughs> Did you ever meet him? Never met him. Oh, no. Okay. No. Um, I've got a, an autographed guitar. Right of his, um, and I got that in 2018, um, and I got that through the George Lopez Foundation. You know, um, he had he asked uh, Eddie for a signed guitar so he could auction it off for his foundation, and, okay. and that's how I got it from a, a, a charity auction site. So yeah, he's he's. Um, I mean, he's 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 the pioneer. He's 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 the man. You yeah, know? it's yeah, sad deal. Yeah, I think that he's the same. Besides Paul McCartney, I think he was the last living musician that like completely changed something. Exactly. You know I mean, because I mean, Ozzy and these other guys are huge, mm-hmm. and it'll be a big thing when they pass. But I I don't think it's still not at the level of Eddie. He changed the guitar. Yeah. He changed the way people played guitar. Right. Yeah. I guess final question is looking in the next year. I mean, are you, you kind of mentioned it, are you looking to book starting next year besides be okay, like outdoor stuff and all that kind of thing? Or yeah. Or just kind of as a play by your thing? Well, well, I have the stage, you know, yeah. but if the right, if the right package comes along or the right artist comes along, <clears throat> I got in uh, with you know, a couple of the big booking agents here lately. You know, I've been trying to, trying to get it in the door with them and I finally did and uh, yeah if the right if the right show comes along you know even if it's country you know I'll book country if it's if it's the right artist if it's a I'm I'm going to you know the shows I did at the IDL um, I didn't care if I made money or not you know but if you do one of these big shows like this with this outdoor stage and the production you know what goes into that how much money all that is, I'm from here on out. What, what I'm trying to say is, I'm going to do it from to try either break even or make money. I'm, right. not, I'm not going to throw money out the window, <laughs> you know, uh, anymore, because that was the IDL thing, and that was um, you know, me and Tom's agreement, you know, kind of thing. Have fun shows and uh, have a good time, but yeah, when you when you do it on this level, you know. You can lose a lot of money fast. I mean, you can lose fifty grand in a blink of an eye if you make the wrong decision. So, yeah, if the, if the right artist, you know, or package comes along, sure, I, I would do it. Um, got to find a place, you know. I've got to find a, a venue for it, you know. But and I've got my eye on a couple places. You know, they don't know it, <laughs> but I'm keeping it keeping that under my hat. But, but you know, it has to be a good venue. You can't just Get, you know, go out to a field somewhere. If it's out in the middle of nowhere, people won't come out. 
you know, I don't think so. Right. Um, it's got to be somewhere close by, you know, that's easy to get to, you know. So we'll see, you know. Like I said, me, Tom, and Angie, we're not in any hurry to do anything, especially, I know, I know they're not because they're burnt. I mean, <laughs> they are just, I mean, what happened to them, you know, heck, getting the rug pulled out from under them. They're a little jaded right now, so they don't want to do anything. I don't blame them. You know, right. I really don't. Know, I really don't. Don't either. You know, once I get out to Rock on, I get. You know, my stage is already out there. Once I once I get out there and set it up, I haven't set it up because I don't need it set up yet. But once I get out there and, and the work is done, and then come Thursday, you know, come Thursday morning, I'm a fan. You know, and you know, Tom's going to come out too. We're just going to hang out and be fans for a while, you know. And, you know, I, I talked to him today, uh, hook, hooking him up with some tickets. And he said, "Man, I just want to go out there and, and be a fan with a beer in my hand. I don't want to go backstage. I'm not interested in it. I've had enough of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's not what you think, folks. Right? It, it, it's it's really not. You know, <laughs> you know." When we're backstage, we're talking about cholesterol medicine and, you know, and, you know, car breaking down, stuff like that. It's not, it's not hookers and cocaine anymore. Right. <laughs> so looking forward to that, you know. That kind of made me think, I think we talked about this last time, but I'm not positive that once everything's set up and ready to go come Thursday, I mean, you don't, like you don't stage manage, you don't do anything, no. you just kind of. Are you even overseeing, like you said? No, just kind of out there. You have other people running at the show. I don't. Well, I don't do it. I mean, it's not that that I have people doing it. It's it's. uh, It's just you're booking on behalf of Rocklahoma, and they handle it. Yeah, and this is what and this is what I I try to explain to the to the the local bands that I book on my stage. After I choose you, and after I book you, I have nothing to do with you. (laughs) Right. Uh, I can't answer any questions. I mean, I turn them over to to Rocklahoma Management and, and AEG. They say, "Well, what about my wife?" I just got a question today. Does my wife have to buy a ticket? Not up to me. <laughs> it's not, not my deal. All I did is cheat, you know, chose you. So a lot of people think, "Well, hey, do you need any help with with production? You need a production manager?" No, it's not my deal. <laughs> I, I don't have any anything to. Excuse me, I don't have anything to do with that. Rocklahoma provides all that themselves. They have their own entity. Uh, you know, they have a production manager and all these production people, and I have nothing to do with it, absolutely nothing. So, yeah, after I set the stage up and say, okay, it's ready to go, I'm done for four days. I don't have to do anything, you know. So with it being your stage, do they contract that out for me, I assume, instead of bringing in their own stage, even though it's your, quote-unquote, your stage? That makes sense. The Roadhouse stage is the DV concert stage. Oh, yeah, if, if I wasn't providing it, they'd have to rent that from somebody. You okay. Know? Um, are they but renting, you provide it on behalf of DV concerts, basically? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, you know, we work out a deal, you know, uh, you know, financial thing with uh, my sponsorship and the whole thing that I won't talk about. But, um, yeah, and it's going to stay out there for the Born and Raised Festival also. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a good, it's a good partnership between, uh, Rockahoma AEG and myself. You know, it's, it's, um, it's really, it's really worked out really, really well because I don't, you know, I go with the flow real well. I don't swim upstream, you know, um, very much, you know, um, they give me free reign to book whoever I want. You know, every once in a while they say, well, how about so-and-so? I say, no. Because they're trying to push me into the 90s <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but they've been great. They've, they've been wonderful to me because, uh, you know, I'm trying to book really, really good bands. You know, really, you know, I wanted to keep the, the, the local band thing going, <clears throat> the, the uh, unpaid bands. Yeah, all these local bands, everybody, they're not getting paid. They're, they're just doing it for their resume, for exposure. Um, but I wanted to keep that going. You know, Sam had that had that going uh, on that stage, and I, I kind of wanted to keep that. But my idea was, but you, you got to have national art. You have to have people over there for a reason to be over there. Yeah, you know, and I know I've touched on this, you know, a couple of years ago. But 
I, you know, before beforehand, I'd look over there. I'd be over at the second stage, and I was watching George Lynch. I remember, and I looked over my shoulder over at the other stage, and because uh, George was ending, and I looked over there, and there were four girls. There were four people at that stage for this band that nobody knew because they had come in from Vegas, or they had came, you know, had come in from. Washington, D.C., or from overseas. And I, and I thought, something something needs to be done over there. There's no, there's not much interest over there. You know, you have to have, I, I just felt like you had to have some national artists to mix in with the other, with the other uh, unknown bands or local bands, you know. Right. And now we have a mixture of both, and it is it's working. You know, it we saw it two years ago. It, it's it's very successful. You know, because the local bands they get to bring their crowd in from their hometown. You know, to 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 root for them and to cheer them on. And, and then, oh, here in a couple of hours, we're gonna have you know, we're gonna have Stephen Pierce or somebody like that. And everybody wants to hear those hits. You know, from yesteryear. It's worked out really well, yeah. and I'm going to continue doing that. Is there anybody that you really hope to get at some point that you haven't been able to yet? I mean, for that, not like, I'm not talking be okay or something. I'm talking about for like the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a few. There's a few, and I don't want to, I don't want to name them because I've tried to get some of these bands. The problem that I'm running into is if, there's a band who's ever played on the main stage even 10 years ago and now they're they're really not a Rockahoma main stage band right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying they, they come down a little bit they're not going to play my stage right their ego can't handle it right yeah <laughs> and I'm, I'm running into that you know more and more and more if they've played the, the, the main stage in the past they're sure as hell not going to go over to um, the quote unquote third stage. You know, you know those stages out there aren't numbered. You know, I don't like being number three, <laughs> <laughs> but that I am running into that. So, are there are there bands that? Uh, yeah, there's a, quite a few bands and artists that that I would like to get, but I can't for you know for that reason. Gotcha. I don't really. I can't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> well, to wrap it up, is there any? Anything else you want to say about Rock Home this year? Or we cover it all for your end? I do want yeah, I do want to say one thing that I see on, online a lot of times that you know people some people will some fans will make a comment about AEG coming in and screwing things up. You know, um, well as humans, we don't like change. <laughs> None of us. I don't either. But something that the fans may or may not know is if AEG hadn't been asked to come in as a financial partner, Rockahoma would have ended in 2010. Yeah. So it was, you know, the, the, the attendance was dwindling. You know, and that's because <clears throat> they were staying with, mostly with, with the 80s bands. And this is a genre I loved, and I'm not talking shit about it, that genre or those bands. But they just don't draw as as, as much as, as much, you know, they were losing money, is what I'm trying to say. See, they had to mix it up. So they brought brought them in, and, and this worked, worked out pretty well between Rock Alma Management and AEG. Do they butt heads sometimes? Sure. You know, um, every relationship is going to have that, but that's the truth, guys. It, if they hadn't come along, Rockahoma would, would have been gone for the last 11 years. So give them a break, you know. Um, and they're heading in a, in a good direction. I can't, I can't say what it is, but everybody's on the same page in management, including myself that they want a really big band and they're working on it. They're working on going up another tier from, from the talent that they have now. We got Slipknot. Everyone's been begging for Slipknot. We got them. Right. But 
have some patience, and I think you're going to see next year or the year after. I think you're going to see some artists that will blow your mind. You're going to, you're going to just freak out <laughs> because we're working on it because we're we're trying to get bigger artists all the time. Good deal. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, just real quick, I always think it's funny when I see people complain, Jack was here every two or three years. I'm like, based off of what you just said, it wouldn't exist if it wasn't because of Jesse James Dupree, right? Because wasn't he the one that kind of introduced yeah. or made that connection for them years mm-hmm. ago? So, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, you know, bitch about um, having Jackal out there. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. But that's what, that's why, because he's, he's really kind of part of the family out there. Yeah. He was back... You know, whenever they they started it, he he was on the ground floor with all that. Yeah. So yeah, I get tired of Jackal too. <laughs> but you know, I tell them, I said, but, you know, they're known as the house band right. around here. Yeah, Jackal is usually going to play about every other year, but he he, he kind of has a has an in. You know, right. <laughs> he, he's in, he's in the family out there. So cut him a break. I personally never get tired of Jackal, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, it's a really good show. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you doing this once again. Sure. And for all your sponsorship over the last two or three years, however long it's been now. Yeah, cool. It's all right. There you go. Doug Burgess of DEB Concerts. Huge thank you to Doug for taking some time out there to drop by and talk to me about everything he's got going on with DEB Concerts and with the Roadhouse stage at Rocklahoma this week. If you see Doug, give him a thank you. Just like any of the people that run Rocklahoma, Sharon and Dave and the ladies that work in the the box office, the front office, everything. Give them a thank you, you know, because a lot of work goes into this stuff. You know, I don't have to say that. People know that. Any festival this size or even, you know, shows at the club level, you know, a lot of stuff goes into this. And I know people get upset when stuff gets changed, forced to, you know, cancel and move around because of stuff that's going on, obviously, with the pandemic and everything, but everybody's doing their best. Very happy that Rocklahoma is happening this week. So like I said beforehand, if you see me out there, hit me up. I've got stuff for Kevin Graham. Come by and sign that banner at my campsite, A11. Hit me up for a Thunder Underground bracelet or Thunder Underground hand sanitizer. All that great stuff. Doug has been on here twice before. We previewed Rocklahoma in early 2020. We previewed Rocklahoma in 2019 as well. He's been a sponsor of this podcast now for almost three years. Really appreciative to Doug and what he's, you know, done sponsoring this podcast. I know he's sponsored Surviving Rocklahoma, the Tulsa Music Stream, some other stuff. And he's really involved with music. He's got a passion for it, as you heard in this. You know, a huge thanks to all the stuff he booked with Tom Green at the Ideal Barroom. And a huge thanks to putting on some killer lineups at Rocklahoma the last few years. Really looking forward to, to this weekend. So, once again, let's get out there. Let's be safe. Let's have fun. And let's keep rocking on the 14th Rocklahoma. All right. So, next week on Labor Day, which is next Monday, the day after Rocklahoma officially ends, I will, you know, actually be packing up to get out of there like a lot of people will be. But I'm going to have an episode come out that I actually recorded today with Jim Wilson. He is the vocalist of the band Motor Sister with Scott Ian of Anthrax. I must say, John Tempesta, Joey Vera. He's also been in the Rollins Band. He's toured with Emmylou Harris. All kinds of great stuff from Jim Wilson. But the point is, he's on here to talk about Charlie Watts, the drummer for the Rolling Stones, who we lost last week. I wanted to get someone on the podcast that was a big Stones fan and also could speak from a musician standpoint way better than I could. So this coming Monday, be looking for that episode with Jim Wilson talking about Charlie Watts. And then later that week, I'll probably have some kind of Rocklahoma recap or something to do with Rocklahoma, and I will be announcing that. You know, as soon as it happens. So be on the lookout for that as well. I've also got episodes coming up with JT Lux. With Tony Cavino of In Theory. I've also got a couple surprises from a couple 
pretty well-known artist in the rock world, one of which is actually playing Rocklahoma. I might have mentioned their name earlier whenever I was talking about the bands playing the main stage. So be on the lookout that here in the next couple weeks. In the meantime, if you're a first-time listener or you haven't listened that much, dig back through those 329 previous episodes because I mentioned Seven Dust earlier. John Connolly's been on here. Um, Kevin Martin from Candlebox has been on here, who played Rocklahoma. Several of the bands like Severmind's been on here multiple times. Fist of Rage as well. Dead Metal Society. A couple of their members. We've had on Gene Simmons of Kiss, Bruce Kulick, formerly of Kiss, Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses, Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard and Dio, Glenn Hughes of Deep Purple and many other great things. Members of Down, Crowbar, Superjoint, I Hate God, Battlecross, Testament, Death Angel, Megadeth, Thin Lizzy, the list is extremely long, Sons of Texas, Warrant, Great White, Tesla. So just dig back through everything, check it out. Pat on a lot of great artists, and we've got a lot coming soon. All right, once again, a huge thank you to, of course, Doug of DEB Concerts, to Med Farm, Sunset Tattoo, and Hell Hot Hot Sauce. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.